Hello, everybody, and welcome to Monmouth College Conversations. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and every week during the academic year, I sit down with members of the Monmouth College community to talk to them about their interests, what they do, and things they've done. In this 19th edition of Monmouth College Conversations for the 2023-2024 school year, we check in with the voice of Monmouth College Athletics, and that is none other than the inimitable Fighting Scott Sports Information Director, Nathan Beliva. Nathan is going to bring us up to speed about Fighting Scott's winter sports and also take a look ahead to spring sports programs at Monmouth College. The 2023-2024 season for Mama's men's and women's basketball teams officially reached the midpoint of conference play on January 17th. That's when the Fighting Scots hosted the Grinnell Pioneers in Glenny Gymnasium. The men's team successfully tamed the much-ballyhooed Grinnell system for a 104-91 win. That improved the Scots' conference record to 5-3 and, and kept them in fourth place, right in the hunt for the Midwest Conference's postseason tournament. The women's team tied their season-high scoring output with 74 points, but lost 82-74 to the Pioneers, keeping them winless in eight conference games. Of course, basketball is not the only winter sport at Monmouth. Track and field is gearing up. And swimming is hoping for a break in the winter weather so that swimming teams can travel to compete at indoor swimming pools. Joining us to catch us up on Monmouth Winter Sports is the esteemed and well-traveled Monmouth College Sports Information Director, Nathan Beliva. You can follow Nathan's work on the college's athletics website, and that's MonmouthScots.com, your official home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. Nathan says that the Monmouth men's basketball team is in pretty good shape and in a pretty good place at the midway point of conference play. Yeah, looking at basketball, you know, halfway through in, in conference play at least, and in, in, uh, after a big win on, on Wednesday night for the men uh, over Grinnell, who came in uh, tied for first, that puts the men at 5-3. and three. Um, It's a little uneven at this point because of the weather cancellations in the last couple of weeks here at the early part of conference, and with nine teams, everybody's got uh, two different spots with the buy. Our first buy was when we were on finals. Our second buy comes up uh, on, on February 3rd and 4th that weekend. Um, so when you look at the standings, not everybody has played eight games. For example, uh, you know Beloit, who is right behind us, we're five and three. Beloit's right behind us. They've played nine already. Uh, they're five and four. Our, uh, our, our neighbors over in, in Galesburg have only played seven games. They're five and two. We've not played them yet. Um, so that's a, a couple of big games. Uh, coming up, but um, you know, I see who is the defending champion. They're seven and one. They finally lost a game at home. Uh, they lost to Ripon, who's three and five. So it just shows you that on any given day in this conference, um, you know, anything can can happen. And uh, you know, one of our losses was to three and five Cornell um, in there as well. Um, you know, but right now there's kind of five teams that are uh, in that five wins or more with I see Grinnell, Knox, us, and Beloit. Uh, and then there's a two-game separation down to to Cornell and Ripon. Um, so 
you know, seven teams really still in it. Um, you know, as far as that goes, Lake Forest and Lawrence are both one and seven, not mathematically eliminated, but going to be very difficult for them. They almost have to win out to get to nine and seven, um, and, which is usually nine and seven, ten and six is usually that that last spot. Looking back at historically since St. Norbert left the conference and it went to nine, it's been right at that ten and six, nine and seven mark to get you in. So you think that a Lake Forest or a Lawrence team's got to win out um we those are our next two games too so that is a spot where the men's team can take advantage of, of that spot in the standings and where they are because it's going to be a very tough finish you look at it down the stretch and in, in, in what we do from january 31st on um you know actually even start before that with the knox game we're going to play knox ic uh ripping Cornell, Knox, Grinnell. We're going to play those. Are, those are the last six games. Um, you know, Knox twice at IC, where, again, they've only lost once in the last two seasons. Um, Rippin is at home that senior day at Cornell. They beat us here. They beat us nine in a row. Uh, so, tough place to go. And then Grinnell, we beat the system here on Wednesday night. Um, but, you know, if they're on, that's a very tough system to beat. Uh, we have played it well. Um, you know, but the you know you, you don't want to go there on the last day of the regular season needing a needing a result to get into the conference tournament again so it's been a, a very good start very good run the, the men at one point won six in a row before that loss to Cornell have now won the last two and and and, it, and it's very encouraging to me because they've won in very different ways. Um, you know, they, they won it ripping on Saturday, 60 to 59, playing defense at the end, making some free throws, playing defense at the end to, to keep ripping from getting a good shot off. Uh, they fired up an air ball in the, the last second. Um, you know, obviously defended the three well in the second half on Wednesday night and made our shots and then scored 104. So you went from scoring obviously different styles of play of the opposition, but you scored 60 on Saturday and won, scored 104. Uh, and one, but you know, we, we were in the, we were up in the nineties against, uh, Aurora, um, you know, here, um, you know, played against Beloit where we were down early came back and uh you know it's 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 and it's been kind of different players every time jordan hill had a stretch where you know he was the the go-to guy for a couple games in a row had a 30 plus point game against aurora and that double overtime win it was player of the week uh kyle taylor's had some games where he's carried us through uh turner Plummer inside has had some some big games lately and then you know tuesday night it was uh or wednesday night excuse me it was david williams with 24 and Declan flynn with 23 um max Merring's had a couple of 10 point games to uh, to mix in there and starting to get healthy too. Got David Williams back at the at the start of the year. Um, he's been in double digits in in all but one of his games back in the uh, in the lineup. Um, Jason Huber gave some great minutes while while David was hurt and was he was in that starting lineup. Um, you Rod Sidhu missed almost two full months with the uh, with the high ankle sprain. He's he's back. Scored a big bucket against Grinnell to give us the lead at one point in, in that second half um, to to get through there too. So uh, you know, kind of getting people back there, which which is good uh, on, on the men's side. And like I said, they got a, got a tough finish coming up. And then uh, you know the women had a really good first half against Grinnell. It was a one point game. Uh, had some some big time shots. Ended up making thirteen three pointers Wednesday night. Tied our season high with 74 points scored, uh, but unfortunately didn't score in the last 
three minutes. Um, we were down by uh, four at that point. Grinnell got the last couple of buckets and free throws and, uh, and, and won by eight in, in that one. Um, you know, they're, they're a pretty good team and, and have been up there at the, um, the top of the standings there and, and on the, uh, you know, the women's side. It's, it's ripping as usual, kind of running away with it. Uh, they beat us on, on Saturday up there. They're eight and Um, and then Cornell is, is six and two and Grinnell's five and three. And then there's a log jam. There are four teams with four wins and then us and Lake Forest are, are behind. Um, Lake Forest is a game here on Tuesday. So, uh, a good home opportunity for, uh, for the women. And, uh, you know, had, had Lake Forest down double digits in the fourth quarter at their place back in November in the, the conference opener. So hopefully we can get a repeat of the first three quarters of that game and not a repeat of the fourth and, and finish off a win there. Um, you know, again, that schedule uh, is is not kind to finish with. You know, Rip and Cornell and Grinnell the last three games, and they're in first, second, and third. Uh, have not seen Knox yet, so uh, we'll we'll have that coming up as well. So, uh, you know, a couple chances to get some wins there and to get some momentum going. It's a very young team. There, there's one, uh, you know, fifth year senior in, in Jaden Mitchell who had tied her career high with 18 points on Wednesday when she hit five threes, and then you've got um, a, a, a no true seniors. Uh, you got a junior and Delaney Scheidenhelm and then uh, you know 11 sophomores and a freshman so it's a, it's a very young squad got some experience last year with some of those sophomores as freshmen um, Jaden Mitchell was was a starter until she got hurt last year um, and, and was a, a big time player uh, when the team went to the to the conference tournament final in in 20 uh, 21 22 so um, you know some experience there first year coach and uh, you know just kind of kind of getting things built and the foundation set for the future of that one and uh, you know, we got that Knox doubleheader coming up on Saturday the 27th, which should be a fun day in the gym for sure. Track has a meet coming up in January. Then the second annual Roger Haynes Invitational will be in February. Yeah, track and field got their first meet going in uh, December. They went up to uh, to St. Ambrose and, uh, and and had to meet up there in December, which is something that we haven't done before. But the rules changed um, in NCAA track a couple years ago to allow for a December meet and uh, took advantage of that this year. And uh, now home uh, coming up on on Saturday here the twentieth. Uh, Eureka will be here. Not Knox, uh, Sauk Valley, and uh, and uh, Augustana has their throwers here. So, um, you know, that'll be a, a big meet in the field house uh, starting at 1045 um, with the, all the throws. And then the track events will start at noon, um, kind of the, the first uh, first of two, as you mentioned, meets. And then we'll have um, a couple on the road here the next next couple of weeks to, to get going. They've got a big one at Illinois Wesley and the, the Keck invite, which is always a big one uh, over there. Um, and, and then right back home on February 10th, which is another big day here on campus. That senior day for basketball against Ripon. Those games have been moved back, so they're at three and five for basketball. So we don't have too much congestion. The track meet will still probably be finishing up around you know two thirty, three o'clock as, as we're getting people in here for basketball. But uh, won't be everybody in there um, as there is up on the concourse for a track meet. It can get kind of crazy in here, especially that's the bigger track meet as you mentioned. The second annual Roger Haynes Invitational. We'll have some alums back. Uh, for that, there's also I think Coach Woodard said there's six teams coming in, and then we're the seventh, so that's a little bit bigger of a meet as far as teams go. And and there's some some bigger teams like Illinois College and um, and, and Beloit, and I, I think uh, William Woods is is one of them that that comes comes over for that. So um, you know that'll be the the bigger meet coming up on on February 10th, and then they'll have their their conference. Um, 
into our conference meet at Ripon um, two weeks after that, coming up on, on the 24th of February. That's when indoor ends. Um, then they've got their last chance meet and then nationals. They get a week off really in there for spring break. And then they're right into the outdoor season with the, um, you know, a, a meet there that, that last weekend of March and then rolling through until our meet, which is the first Saturday in, in May here at home and then on to the, the conference tournament. And hopefully um, people going off to, to nationals for that as well. But yeah, indoor track's been been ramping up. They've been they've been down there throughout winter break. They were back, um, you know, a couple weeks early as, as as they were allowed to do with swimming, uh, and then obviously basketball here. So um, yeah, the, the 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 track athletes have been around campus uh, more than anybody here over break outside of basketball, and uh, they've been getting ready for this this meet. And I know they're looking forward to it. You're listening to Monmouth College Conversations. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. I'm talking to the voice of Fighting Scots Athletics, Monmouth College Sports Information Director, Nathan Beliva. A reminder to not only follow Monmouth Athletics on social media, but also be sure to sign up for Nathan's excellent Scott Scoop e-newsletter. You can do both of those things by just pointing your browser to mammothscots.com. During the school year, be sure to tune in to Mammoth Radio Station WRAM at 8.15 every Monday morning. That's when Nathan gives a weekly report about the Fighting Scots athletics programs. Just dial your radio to 97.7 on the FM dial or 13.30 on AM. Or you can also point your browser to radiomammoth.com to hear the live stream. The station also posts a podcast of every Monmouth interview. Now let's get back to my conversation with Monmouth Sports Information Director Nathan Beliva. Much like the rest of the Midwest, the Illinois Prairie has been blanketed by a thick layer of snow for a good part of January. That's made travel more than tricky, which Nathan says has wreaked havoc on swimming schedule. Yeah, swimming's had a kind of a frustrating month uh, because of this weather that we've all been dealing with, but they the way that they were scheduled, they came back from from winter break, and um, we're supposed to have you know ten days of practice in there, and uh, and and then get right into back to back meets. Well, unfortunately, both of those meets were canceled because of the weather and the road conditions. It was impossible on that Friday for them to get to Beloit. Um, you know, wasn't safe and and, uh, and get up into Wisconsin, so they didn't go. And then Saturday was Augustana. Um, you know, we we know Quad City's got even more snow than we did. I, I think they were, you know, close to the 20 inch mark with us in the teens. So getting up to Augustana and Rock Island on on that Saturday was impossible. So, um, you know, unfortunately for them, they had back to back meets that were canceled. Um, I know that the um, possibility of rescheduling the Augustana meet, they're trying to work in a couple of dates, haven't had any anything set up with that yet. But there is still a possibility of that uh, or, or coach was reaching out to a couple of the other teams that are somewhat local and, and adding another meet. Uh, in there to, to make up for that. Um, the problem is there's not a lot of weekends left when you, when you look at it because we've got a meet against Illinois College um, and, and Knox on, on the 27th, um, and then you've got the conference meet uh, two weeks later, so you've really got a couple of Saturdays mixed in there. Um, we can't host on the one Saturday because we've got track and indoor basketball, so um, you know, kind of kind of limits limits things there for, for them, so I know it's been a little bit frustrating, but um, you know, he's working on 
getting another meat set up in there and, and get something to replace that. They had a, 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 a an intra squad meet because they were all you know geared up and and had been preparing to to go after their times and uh, and swim on Friday. So since we were they were stuck here on campus, they jumped in the pool and swam against themselves and um, you know added an added in a couple of fun races too to have a little bit of fun with it. Um, and and they do a great job on on their Instagram of uh, of posting all that stuff up and and, and enjoying uh, you know the social media aspect of it. So they were doing that, but you know they they've had some swimmers this year with some really good performances and really good times. Callie Tate, who's from Monmouth and was at Illinois Wesleyan last year, has already set three school records. She's um, broken her own a couple of different times and uh, you know, as they prepare for, you know, the conference meet, I think we'll, we'll see that happen again uh, you know, as far as, as school records go. Uh, another freshman on the on the men's side, Tariq McClarty's had some uh, some top ten swims. We've had some relays get into the top ten. Nicole Fitch lowered her own time and and, and one of those those top 10 marks as well um so we've had some some uh very good individual swims when they've been uh you know at the at the beloit um mid-season meet in in december where a lot of those records and personal records fell um you know for for that and i know they were looking forward to getting back in the pool last weekend but weather didn't allow that and now they'll be uh it, it as of this moment back in the pool next saturday the 27th here at home against illinois college and knox and senior day we've got five seniors on the the swim teams combined um so we'll have a, a ceremony before the meet to, to honor those five seniors and then they'll get in the pool here at home for what's likely to be the last time and then hopefully get a rescheduled meet against augustana or another one to replace it and then off to, to conference at grinnell uh there in the middle of february the Monmouth College tennis courts, uh, Glasgow field, and the softball field are covered with snow right now, but those three programs are just about to get started, aren't they? Yeah, it's uh, almost spring sport time, which is uh, a little weird given that I don't know when this snow's all going to melt for them to be able to do anything outside. Fortunately, uh, you know, the field house is a great facility that allows for them to be able to do everything that they can. Uh, tennis gets started first. They actually have a meet in the middle of uh, the middle of February on the on the 17th. They'll be over uh, at the indoor courts in Bloomington, hosted by Illinois Wesleyan. They're going to play Principia and Illinois Wesleyan on that uh, that Saturday in a, in a, in a couple of matches um, with that so they'll get practice started first and then um, softball and baseball both start on Sunday the 28th is their first uh, allowed day of, of practice we're going to get all of our uh, social media and uh, and graphics shots done uh, with, uh, with with Kent our great photographer here next week and get everything set for that and then they'll start practice on the 28th um, so they'll be all over the field house using uh, you know the field down there and the cages until they can get outside I know I know softball likes to get a few practices on the turf of the football field because their first tournament, um, which is hosted by Fontbonne, but it's played in Edwardsville, Illinois, that last week of February is on the turf. So they have to get out there on the football field and at least take some ground balls and and, and all that stuff before they get down there. Um, with our spring break a week later this year, um, both teams are, are playing games before they go to Florida. Last year, uh, baseball started in Florida. Uh, softball did play that um, week down in, in, in Fontbonne, Edwardsville. 
last year, but baseball's going to go and play Blackburn to get things started uh, that, that first weekend in March before heading to uh, Florida, and then both teams are down in, in Florida for spring break. Um, they're in the uh, the same spots they were last year, Claremont uh, for uh, the, the women and, um, you know, over for the uh, the men in the, in the St. Lucie area with, with, with baseball, um, but because of the, the difference in spring break, they're for the most part playing some different teams. The baseball does have two of the same teams that either had their spring break switched or it's on the tail end of theirs and the start of ours. Um, but for the most part, playing different teams when we played last year, seeing some different competition down there. Um, and then back up here in the middle of March, uh, softball's got a game on the, on the 20th and uh, baseball's on the 23rd. March 23rd is the conference opener against Illinois College and uh, that's at home with a doubleheader. So it, uh, you know, it's weird with all this snow on the ground and negative temperatures that we're talking spring sports, but you know, they're here for for baseball, softball, tennis, and then golf will get going as well. The uh, the first first golf meet is on uh, March 26th and 27th. Uh, the men will go to uh, ICC down in the Peoria area uh, and play at Coyote Creek. And then the home meet is April 6th and April 7th out of Gibson Woods for both the men and the women. That'll be the women's first meet of the, the spring. It's the conference competition for the men in the spring, and, and that'll that'll end with the uh, Slyak Conference Tournament down at Metamora Fields in the Peoria area the last uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday of April. So they've kind of got a sprint of a season. They play pretty much for one month, but they play every single Saturday and a couple of, of midweek golf meets and get them all crammed in there into, into one month for, for them. So, um, yeah, that's kind of a, a preview of the spring season. I know we'll get more into that as we get get into it, but, um, you know, it should be should be a lot of fun. There's a, there's a lot of talent back on the baseball and softball fields. There's also a lot of new talent um, at different different spots, pitching on the baseball side and um, you know hitting on the, on the softball side with with some transfers and some new players that both coaching staffs are, are really excited about. So looking forward to uh, to both of those seasons. That's Nathan Believa. He's the voice of Fighting Scots Athletics as Mama's Sports Information Director. Be sure to keep that internet browser dialed up to the college's athletics website, mamascots.com, your official home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. It's also where you can watch Mammoth Athletics events live streamed. And that's a wrap on this 19th episode of Mammoth College Conversations for the 2023-2024 school year. You can tell us what you think or add to the conversation by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put conversation in the subject line. Until our next conversation, this is Dwayne Bonner from the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day.